you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Let's do this. Ooh. Yeah, we doing it. <laughs> oh, man, after the usual uh, troubleshooting of our of our remote setup, but I, I will say this: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little pride here. I've listened I listened to a lot of podcasts, and yep. for us, I think we do a really damn good job of having some not horrible quality audio, even though we are, you know, over an hour away from each other. Right. I think I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. We're, it's it's getting there slowly but surely. Slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, as usual, we start late because of all the technical uh, troubleshooting we, we do. So let's let's jump straight into Inhaler Gate. All right. So <laughs> Greg Hardy can't stay away from controversy, right? So I'm going to take mm-hmm. away the fact and the optics of Greg Hardy being the guy here. How do you feel overall about combat athletes using stuff like inhalers in between rounds? So I, I'm going to be honest, man. I didn't even know that this was an issue. Uh, I mean, but it, it makes sense, right? So like, obviously, depending on how your cardio is, you use an inhaler. What's it doing? Expanding your lungs. Well, it's also what else? What know? else can you put in an inhaler? I mean, they can't rehydrate with IV bags because what can you hide and mask with an, a needle? This you know? is true. So this with is the true. Plastics with an IV bag. So what can you hide in an inhaler? Um, I mean. I, is it known that companies make like uh, uh, steroids that you can inhale? Is that is that yeah. a thing? Well, technically, it is a steroid, is it not? It's a steroid for your lungs. Uh, is it not? I think it really depends on your use for it, because uh, I don't think with asthma, it's. It, it, I guess it really depends on the severity too and how often you're using your inhaler. Uh, but I mean, you could be right. I guess I guess that could be considered a steroid. But I mean. Is it a, enough to? Is it enough to be considered a performance enhancer? Like, are you going to see these guys start hulking up from you know doing a, a two second huff from this no, thing? And, no, no, no. Right, you're right. It's probably not. It's probably not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, unless it's something. Unless you're able to mask a, uh, a some kind of ingest uh, like ingestible product that let's say like. Um, Something that helps you, uh, like with your blood, right? Like the same thing they do with Viag- Viagra, right? Let's say there's something yeah. that helps thin out your blood and helps increase blood flow. Maybe that helps yep. you with your cardio. Maybe that helps you with recovery or or stamina or just anything overall, right? That could be anything. Um, right. I mean, we're playing devil's advocate, right? I saw a beautiful comment about this that said, "Hey, everybody who's bitching about this, let's say Greg Hardy doesn't have 20/20 vision and his opponent has 20/20 vision." Greg Hardy then put contacts in after the first round, and now he has 20-20 vision. Are we really looking at this as that, that big of a deal? And the, the big controversy is, yeah, like technically people are saying, well, no, this is a slippery slope. You let these guys start like sliding away to say, oh, now I'm now it's leveling the playoff field. I feel normal again like everybody else. That's, this, yeah. that's like similar shit to what Vitor Belfort was saying when he was taking uh, testosterone replacement therapy and fucking breaking people's eye holes with head kicks. Like... It's 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 I know it's not the same, right? You're not going to take an inhaler the next thing you know you're fucking, you know, throwing people out of the octagon with brute strength. Yeah, exactly. I mean, here's my thing. He he claims that uh I mean, see the, the oh my god, talk about mixed controversy, man. All right, so like he claims which I believe him that he's 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 had this asthma 
whatever, uh, due to him being an athlete, uh, he, he, he specified it was a, it was a certain type of asthma. Uh, but anyways, I, I guess he's had it his entire, uh, sports career back in, I don't know, high school or whatever. I mean, the guy has, must have been drug tested all these times. And here's my thing though. Has this guy used the inhaler before? Yeah. So during him. So here's the weird thing, right? Because this was a huge. So the big controversy is um, his fight got ruled a no contest, I believe. I believe it was officially now yes. a no contest, right? The commissioner right. apparently approved it. But the problem wasn't the fact that he used an inhaler, it was the fact that he used it in between rounds. So Greg Hardy took it as, oh, I can just use this when I need it. When in reality, no, you can get drug tested and have that in your system and that's okay that's what you're okay that's like if i have a testosterone replacement therapy exemption it's okay to have testosterone in my system right elevated levels i can't in round two take a shot take a needle filled with trt and shove it in my heart and fucking plunge that shit in and then i'm fucking you know basically like bane fucking coming out of the yeah. corner like ah third round like i can't yeah. do that and that's really the problem right it was you know you can't do that in the middle of the fight and that's actually what happened with the that's what i don't know if you saw the the things that the commentary crew said with uh dominic cruz and daniel cormier but it was hilarious it was it happened and then dominic cruz and uh daniel cormier were quiet like dead silent for five to ten seconds and then dc just goes <laughs> You can't do that. Like, just, just <laughs> completely. And then, what was it? Everybody's talking about what Dominic Cruz said. Um, some crazy. Oh, yeah. Cruz said, they made me cut the tape off of my feet, but he can use his inhaler. You know? Like, because back in the day, there was an incident where they told Dominic Cruz, you have to cut the tape off your feet. That's an unfair advantage. Really? Yeah. And Dominic Cruz was saying, but I'm coming back from surgery. This is actually, like, trying to take care of... of of the stability in my weekend yeah, areas. Yeah. They were saying, no, that's an unfair advantage. So they made him cut the tape off. It was the similar thing with Luke Rockhold. When Luke Rockhold came out and fought, and and uh, Joe Rogan kept talking about the sleeve on his shin that he had surgery on, like yeah. the tape, the compression sleeve. And he was saying, whoa, I'm surprised they let him have that because that's that. I, I don't know how it's an advantage other than it's grippy. So I guess when you're in exchanges, you can like lock up. Uh, I see. Lock up on that leg better if you get your yeah. your leg on top of it, but but yeah, it, it's stuff like this. So that's why there's this all this controversy of you can't in the middle of a fight do something that helps improve your standing or your uh, ability. True. Despite true. despite how normal it is. So in, in the same sense, I feel like they wouldn't allow you to put in contacts, right? Like I don't know, but if we're going off of that rule, but. Anyways, I just wanted to get your opinion on how you view that balance. You know, that balance so, in the term of martial arts of, well, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do this so it levels the playing field. But it's just, mm, if we're coming in both, like, raw, just natural, then that's what this is about, right? It's not about suddenly you have medicine that helps you breathe better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I totally get that, but I mean, also the the fact that they just allowed it by his word, because it, it and that was kind of the controversy too. It's like when they asked him, "Oh, is this like a medical thing?" His response it wasn't yes, it was 
it was like something something along the lines of uh, USADA okayed it. USADA approved him having an inhaler to use, but I don't know if it's allowed to have. You're allowed to have the inhaler in the middle of the fight. Right, right, yeah. and and then it's like the fact that they just accepted that allowed him to take the inhaler and just let the fight continue. I mean, again, did. I mean, was did it do anything performance wise? Not that I I saw. I mean, but the fact that I don't know how. Here's my question: How many times have they fought in Boston now? The oh, UFC, like how many oh, how many times me. have they done? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I, I, let's just say a, a good amount, like a shit ton. Let's say a shit ton. Okay, so this is nothing new then. The, I mean, fighting the, in Boston, the UFC MMA in general in Boston is is nothing new. Um, it's definitely not as old, not as, um, uh, new as New York. Cause New York just got legalized like just a few years ago, but no, Boston's been around for a while. Boston's been around for a while. So what the fuck? You know what I mean? Because it's also like, I feel like the commission is also at fault. I, you know what I mean? And it, again, it's like, like the commission said it was okay. That That's what I mean. But then it's, they said it's okay, but. Did they, it's like, did they okay it for him to use it in between rounds? Or was there just a miscommunication on somebody's part? I think it was just miscommunication, to be honest. Yeah. That's, that's what I and I, I mean, to be fair, I think no contest was fair. I, 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 you know, I, should the guy be suspended because of this? I don't think so. I think that's a bit harsh. I mean, the way it how went about, about, about the, and like okay, how about what, the no just listening to the audio and the way that conversation went down. Um, it, you know, there are some questions there, but like, I think no contest is fair. You know, yeah, yeah. As as the end result to all of this, anyways. Again, the optics are hard, right? Because I look at it as Greg Hardy keeps finding ways to get people to not like him. Every fight, he finds a way to create this, this character of or this 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 image right, of, of being an unlikable, unsupported fighter. Like you can't find a way to support him. You know, mm-hmm. you just can't find a way to get behind him and just say, "I'm a Greg Hardy fan." That you just can't. It's so hard. And I'm not taking anything away from the guy in the sense of his ability. He's clearly been getting better. He clearly has athletic ability, but. How do you keep finding ways? You like get disqualified for an illegal strike in one fight. You you fucking uh, use an inhaler in another fight. You oh God, what was the other one? I forget the that the third fight that happened before the illegal strike one. It's just and also they they keep feeding him cans. It's just that, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't understand the organization's promotion behind it. So I, I don't. I'm not even wasting my time with trying to understand the dynamics of having that person on the roster. But this yep. was very interesting to me because the inhaler part. So this goes back to kind of what you and I have talked about before on this podcast, where we talk about how in martial arts and especially traditional martial arts, there's no weight class, right? There's no, there's no acquiescence to level the playing field. If anything, martial arts, traditional martial arts, especially they thrive on the idea of, you have to be the best version of yourself and learn how to use what you have as an against your opponent. Like you can't be in the same weight class. You can't be the same size. It doesn't matter if you need glasses or you don't need glasses. It doesn't matter if you have asthma or don't have asthma. 
doesn't matter if you have one leg, you know, it's just, you don't get any leeway. You train as everybody else. Cause you train as a student and you just fucking mm-hmm. go for it. Right. So a part of me looks at it from that view of, well, too bad, right? Too bad. Like figure out a way or a style to work around it. And that's usually what happens in those type of situations. But it's very different in a professional context. It's very different when there's commissions and drug testing and you, right. you have a paycheck on the, on the end of the line. You know, there's, there's a lot more going on there with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? I was going to say, I mean, you know, I, I know this guy and his past and all that. And I mean... I don't agree with everything that he's done, but I mean, okay, so like, do you think this sport is for him? Whether or not he's doing good or not, the fact of the matter is he has asthma. And if it was getting to the point where he has to have the inhaler in between rounds, isn't that kind of like a red flag? Okay, if you were... The CEO of a, a major MMA corporation. Correct. And you saw that one of your fighters could not go on unless they huffed that little can and then they were good. Like, do you think it's <laughs> it's time to hang up the mitts? I mean Well, here's the thing. The guy was an NFL player. The guy played in the NFL. No, I no, I get that. I get that. All right. Um but, Okay, so let's say sports in general, though. Sports in general. Every time you go to sit down, you're on the bench now. Oh, you got to do your inhaler. Well, that's what somebody was saying as a comment. They were saying, oh, what? So what's next? If 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 the inhaler doesn't work, you can bring in an oxygen tank and hook him up to an oxygen tank so he gets some pure pure oxygen going through his system coming into the third round when he's gassed. That's That's what the big argument is. It's like you can't do anything to give yourself an advantage. You just can't. Right. If you have bad cardio, you have bad cardio. If you have asthma and that fucks you up, you have asthma and that fucks you up. You have bad ankles and and knees like Dominic Cruz, then you have bad ankles and knees. You figure out a way to get around it. Or you don't fight for like, what, two years or whatever it is that Dominic Cruz has been out. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just fucking deal with it, you know? And, and, and I feel like that's partial to the, the, the competitiveness of this being a sport of saying you need to keep it fair but i think there's a healthy slice of people look at this as martial arts regardless of of the perception of it being a just a professional sport and they they see the fact that it's just no you that's it's this is fighting there's no like time out time out time out time out hang on hang on okay let's go they're like that's not what this is that's you know people don't view this as that they view this as no this is this is a battle this is a war you're fucking fighting man and it, it, it that's the slippery slope that everybody keeps talking about right right um oh i just remembered what what people people were mad about the domestic abuse the inhaler gate um the the illegal strike and i, I think he did an eye poke i think it was an eye poke mm. the illegal knee disqualification that he did and then the uh, the he did like a severe eye poke in one fight and that like yeah i think it was that so almost okay. every fight, he's done something to piss people. Some shit. Yeah. It's okay. It's never been a normal fight. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. To answer your question, do I think as a, if I was Dana White, if I saw this going on, you know what? If I'm Dana White, I go, people are talking about us more. People are looking at the heavyweight division. Fuck it. Press is press. You think, 
Here, here, here's another thing. It's combat sports. I don't need to have a squeaky clean image like the NBA or 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 what the NFL strives for because the NFL is far from that. But they strive for the community building and you know like the the teamwork and all this other stuff and trying to have this image of of a type of character. You know, uh, that's not what it is at all. It, like combat sports has the reputation of backyard brawls, you know, street fights, which I don't agree with. I know that's the optics of it. I don't agree with that at all. Maybe you and I are heavily biased because we're not only fans of martial arts and MMA, but we've trained in martial arts. So we have the understanding of the discipline and the lifestyle and the, 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 what it's like to be there in a dojo going through the rigors of, of doing everything. So we see, you know, the honorable side of it. But with the optics of combat sports, no, I think with those optics, it's totally fine to just say, oh, a domestic abuse ex-NFL player, domestic abusing ex-NFL player wants to come in and get disqualified and do and have, you know, no contest because of breaking the rules and, uh, yeah, doing like illegal strikes to the head and shit like that. Um, yeah, that's press, man. I hope the fans hate him and I have a heel that I could put everybody onto. So I have this guy that everybody hates and they just want to tune in to watch him lose. Yeah, it's it's all about entertainment at this point. I mean, look at guys that have gotten caught who have, who I mean, they have decent MMA records. You know, I'm not going to say they have like, you know, 30 fights under their belt or anything, but look at the guys who've had a, a, a higher winning ratio compared to losing and they're just cut from the company. You know, all because, oh, you you have a boring style. Like, no one's entertained by you fighting. You win, sure. You, I, we've seen you submit people. We've seen you knock out people. But it's boring. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's just, oh, hey, wh- like, Darren Till just said this about Colby Covington. He said, oh, everybody hates on Colby Covington. But that's just his gimmick. They hate his gimmick. He's a good fighter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody keeps saying that he's a boring fighter because he wins by outpacing and outgrinding on the cage and on the ground. But people say boring. Remember, the people were the GSP haters say the exact same thing. Oh, he's just gonna lay in prayer the entire fight. It's like, well, no, he's gonna he's gonna set a pace on the feet and then he's gonna dominate in transitions and you're not gonna be able to stop him because he's gonna blast you to the ground and you won't be able to get back up. Or if you do get yeah. back up, you're gonna go right back down again and you're gonna be so far behind in the scorecards. You know what it was about GSP, though? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could agree or disagree. But I feel like what also helped with him, I mean, not only with him being what I think we would consider the GOAT, but, like, I feel like everybody he went up against, there was just, again, this, like, bullying thing towards him. And it created this drama. Whether or not he wanted to get involved in his own yeah. drama, I feel like he was always played as the victim, being yeah. bullied by someone else almost all the time. Not every time, but almost all the time. I think not. maybe definitely bullying with some guys, but I think a lot of it was a lot of guys were super cocky and confident against GSP. Or at the yeah. very least, they were they were completely open about how they were they were demonizing him. Like I remember John Fitch talking about how, I mean, he was pretty respectful, but he was also he was you know on the uh, not embedded well, countdown on the UFC countdown shows. He's talking mm-hmm. just 
I'm gonna get in there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna grind this guy out. He's not gonna be able to keep up with me. I'm fucking taking him down, and this is my time, and this and this. You know, and George is just saying, you know, yeah, he's a good fighter. He's strong. It's gonna be a tough fight. And it goes back to John Fitch, and and somebody walks by and says, "America, fucking take it to him." And he's like, "Yeah, thanks, man. I'm gonna take it to him." You know, like it has. Yeah. Everybody has the the kind of uh, talk and bravado of. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, I'm going to fuck shit up and I'm going to come out. And I think it's, you know, a lot of fighters do that because they need to have that mentality. But George was just the complete opposite of that guy. Mm -hmm. He was just, yeah, you know, I'm training hard and I, you know, he can talk all he wants and we'll see what happens. And I hope I'm ready. And boom, actually, no, he's dominating by, by the second round. And it's just, okay, George is going to (laughs) win. Yeah. You know, um, but I see what you mean. Is that what you mean by like how he's, like betrayed as being bullied is that what you meant yeah 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 no i i definitely i could definitely see that i could definitely see that uh a part of me so do you think it's common or see i think it's accepted because people want to keep keep the the doors open they want to have a successful business mm-hmm. but what do you think a lot of of martial arts instructors would do and i'm not i'm not going to say our senseis because they're very specific but overall do you think a lot of them would say in the middle of let's say a belt test if somebody said like excuse me i need to go get my inhaler do you think that would i think the majority of them would just for the sake of business say oh i don't want to be cruel of course go get your inhaler well i was just getting ready to say like i i think there there's actually more of those types of instructors than someone who's just like fucking deal with it type of you know <laughs> mentality um deal with for sure you know it's because because of that reason though because of the fact that they have a business to run uh they don't want to overstep somebody's boundaries you know even as the instructor you know what i love and I, I, potentially lose a customer because at that point it's, it's like customer. do you think of them as a reoccurring customer or a student right right i loved i love the fact that at the very least at our place sensei would always just say like i'm not doing this for the fucking money so if you're out you're out just, <laughs> just i'm here to train if you stop showing up you stop showing up either show up or don't show up i mean i remember <laughs> just going through the uh uh oh my god shame on me what was the the name of the uh the the, the drills we would do where one guy goes in the center the others are surrounding them, and one by one, you're either doing like a strike or some sort of grab. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, usually, uh, usually at the end of the belt test. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like, "Hey, you have to throw up. Do it, and then just get back in." There. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, Jade threw up in his uh, in his gi, <laughs> in his gi." Yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> god damn. Uh, the only thing he would ever stop class for was blood. Yeah. And it was just, oh, you cut everybody clean. All right, let's go. Let's do just it. Clean it off yeah. the mat and then let's, let's go. Keep it on your gi and let's keep going. Yep. I remember him saying that. I remember him. Uh, that was the only thing he was ever concerned about. And then I remember one time after a belt, after somebody belt tested and they were just, oh, man, it was so I think maybe it was Gina or somebody. And he was saying, uh, you know, you, you know, it's a good you know, it's a good class. It's a good test when you have blood on the geese. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, OK. <laughs> I don't know if there's blood on the geese right now. He's like, yeah, well, <laughs> that was just, 
just so is he saying this wasn't a good test was he saying this wasn't hard enough? i know because nobody bled <laughs> it's like jesus christ <laughs> but again that's why i didn't want to use him as an example because our class would have been oh you need an inhaler then if if you're gonna crawl to your inhaler then go crawl to your inhaler would be that's not like the attitude it's just or yeah. you just figure out a way to get through it yep it's just uh, just survive yeah it's just oh okay <laughs> and yeah that that's maybe that was an unfair question because if you think about it it's always about business it's always about the money right sure yeah um yeah but uh, i love the comments people are talking about in Halergate about how <laughs> right like it's just it's just it's 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 just all sorts so, of fucked up, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, like like the bottom line is that somebody said that makes sense is if he's if he can't breathe and he's too sick to continue the fight, then you forfeit, just like any other fighter with a physical issue. That's you know? Mhm. And I kind of get that. Now as somebody who has really shitty vision, I would 100% be upset if I wasn't able to see properly. But as somebody who's lived with shitty vision since high school, I know that that's my disability. I know yeah. that that's my weakness, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I would probably find a way to work around it. Now, I know asthma is not the same thing, and asthma is an attack that can flare up from strenuous activity, but I would tr- do what I could to get my cardio to a place to hopefully not trigger it, or I'll do something in the case of maybe, you know, getting it cleared before the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not turning to the commissioner, just saying, "Hey, it's medical," and the and the commissioner says, "Oh, if it's medical, then technically that's you know that's okay." And then he just rips it in the middle of the fight, like that's yeah, it's not the same thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you think that's the same thing? Where it's just if if you're too sick to continue, then you're done. Do you do you agree with that or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not in in any sort of physical i would call that a physical condition you're not in any sort of physical condition to to carry on and the match is uh forfeited or or that fighter has to forfeit it and the other guy wins that's the way i see it yeah speaking of greg hardy have you heard what's what's happening with greg hardy now speaking by the way greg hardy greg hardy looks scary (laughs) he just looks like creepy that he would beat the shit out of he just his, looks his, well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna accuse anybody but he just looks creepy he just looks yeah. creepy like i'm looking at a picture of him now he's sweaty with these giant arms and shoulders he's bent over forward looking to attack his his face is all thin because he's cut weight and he's sweating everywhere and he's these tribal tattoos you know i'm just gonna fucking send this to you like i just <laughs> i just i just want to send this to you i mean hang on let me let me open up the chat here in this program here. You click on that. And, oh no! Holy shit! <laughs> now really stare at that. Imagine that just in the darkness coming at you. <laughs> it's creepy, right? I'm not wrong. That's like... I mean, it looks like... There's dark bags under his eyes. It's like he's possessed. Right? He looks. He looks creepy, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyways, like I was saying, speaking of Greg Hardy and all this shit, uh, 
as I just said, he's been fighting cans all of his MMA career. Well, that's about to change. He volunteered to fight Alexander Volkov. So who knows if he's going to take it, but Alexander Volkov was set to face Junior Dos Santos on November 9th. And Greg Hardy said, I want in on that. So that's going to be interesting to see. Hmm. Uh, I think it's going to, I think this dude's going to get fucked up. But what do I know? He's been in it for how long now? A couple years? Uh, Greg Hardy? Yeah. I think two, three. Two or three, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Volkov is... Yeah, Volkov is a monster. So this is going to be... This is going to be pretty cool to see. This is going to be cool to see. Uh, what I was going to say. Also, did you hear about Jose Aldo putting his sights on Henry Cejudo? No. Yes. Yes. And by the way, he's still uh, he's still in there trying to. Yep. Make a comeback or something. He's uh he's cutting weight. He's trying to cut down weight. I think he's uh trying to move down into bantamweight to face Henry Cejudo. Right. Which would be insane. That'd be fucking insane because Jose Aldo is huge for that weight class. Yeah. So yeah. that would be pretty. That'd be pretty big. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Oh my god, he got a uh breaking, breaking from Brett Okamoto. I guess Alexander Volkov and Greg Hardy has been approved for the Comey event in Moscow, November 9th. Oh shit! Holy shit, that's happening. Oh, uh, that's gonna be fun. But yeah. But I mean, I will say this. Does Jose Aldo have Jose Aldo have amazing takedown defense? Of course. Watch any of his fights against anybody from Team Alpha Male. Watch him face off against Frankie Edgar. The dude can definitely stop takedowns, but those guys are not Henry Cejudo level takedowns. Olympic. Olympic level, level you know what I mean? So yeah. so who knows? Um But yeah. But yeah. Anyways, how you doing, man? What's new with you? How's the workout doing? Uh, great. Did it once Attaboy. so far, because that's literally all the time I've had, but I did it nonetheless. How's the bathroom? <laughs> Is the bathroom done? Done. Fucking done. I can now move on. Uh, yeah, man, it's just the usual bullshit. Work, come home, take care of my daughter, wife gets home late, and that's that's my day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun, man. Shit. Yeah damn dude but yeah the older i get the more i realize time is super super valuable like dude, they, there's just no time for anything yeah no trust me i know i mean i'm not married and i don't have a kid and i am short on time just keeping up with my own schedule of shit yeah of like gym work cleaning the cleaning my dishes and eating dinner meal prepping for the next day and getting enough sleep showering stretching like after this podcast i have to go downstairs and stretch for 20 minutes because mm-hmm. i went to the gym today after work so i have to like go do shit and make sure i'm okay just mm-hmm. so i kind of get it definitely not the same because i don't have a kid but i kind of get it i kind of get it so yeah. yeah what do you think about 
I, I know we went through like a, a series. We went, we went through a series of episodes about this. So I don't want to try. I don't want to beat a dead horse here. But I've been okay. seeing a lot of mentions about him. And that's why I want to bring him up again. TJ Dillashaw. Right. Let's talk about okay. the idea and the concept of your reputation. And this is kind of maybe the theme of, of 2019 going into 2020 is the redemption arc. Right. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Conor McGregor coming back. Conor McGregor no longer being the darling of the UFC. Conor McGregor no longer. I mean, I think he still is. I think if he comes back, they're going to all fawn and bend over for him like they always do. But. I would say let's let's talk about the redemption arc of what that means in the sense of are you redeeming yourself to the audience, the crowd, or are you redeeming yourself to yourself and your peers when you're an MMA athlete like that? You know what I mean? Right. Because right. yeah, you need to sell yourself to be a person of the people. You need to be you need to have fans, you need to you need to fill that up to be able to do anything. But where does that stand in the sense of priority for you with that versus you with being perceived as respectable and honorable to your peers well that's the whole thing right it's like there's a difference between doing it for them or the idea of self-help no matter what what the severity was or so like with tj his whole thing was you know he was using uh what was the steroid well, regardless, EPO. I mean, he was With using TJ? right, and he got caught. Yeah, TJ EPO, the Lance EPO, Armstrong right. stuff. Um, you know, the thing is, is even after you know he apologized, the fact of the matter is, is he still used it, still went in, tried to keep it a secret. You know what I mean? So, I mean, can he redeem himself? Sure. But is he doing it again just to get back in the game or is he truly doing this for himself? And maybe this was like a wake up call, like, fuck, like, what am I doing? I'm better than this. I don't need this shit. I only needed it due to the extensive workout regimen I had at the time just to recover. Uh, But what I did was wrong. Then there's Conor McGregor where... It's like as as much as I I am a fan of his, I don't like the shit he's doing, like it, th- that he does outside of the the octagon, you know. And it's like, dude, you got like all the money in the world. You got a beautiful family. You have successful businesses. I mean, why why do you need to start trouble? Why do you have to continue to get into trouble all the time, you know? And and it's. <sighs> And and what's what's crazy? It's like he's such a respectable fighter. Sure, he talks shit, but as we've talked about before, like he admits when he's, you know, wrong. He admits defeat. He'll tell you why he got defeated at the end of a fight. Like, but then this shit happens. So, with Connor, I'd say out of the two of them, he definitely needs self help. And it's funny because I actually watched uh, this little quick interview with Mike Tyson and uh, I think it was Ariel. Oh, Uh, okay. And he asked Mike about the whole Conor McGregor situation. And Mike's like, I've been there. Conor needs to 
stop what he's doing, you know, and think like, why am I the way I am? Why do I do these acts? Right. You know, and try to change, you know, I think there was no better person to ask that question to than Mike Tyson, considering what he's been his through. reputation in the past. And it's like, look yeah. at the, I mean, the guy did a complete 180. Oh, 100%. his life. 100%. You know, so I feel like if Connor really put himself through whatever it is he has to, but he needs to get help when it comes to his personal life and his, uh, just those issues, man. Because like I said, I mean, he's, he's got the world by the balls. Right. He doesn't need to do stupid shit. But do you think he cares more or these guys or these athletes care more about the perception by their peers or by the fan base? Because a lot of them could just say, fuck the fans. I'm here to fight and they will show up no matter what. Love me or hate me, yeah. they will be there. Compared to some of the shit that get you hear from their, like your, your, I guess coworkers is the word. I was going to say coworkers. Coworkers, I guess, is a term you could use, but your lack of a better term, your coworkers slash co athletes that you compete with and against. Okay, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna hate myself saying this because oh I don't want it to sound bad. Oh boy. But I think in TJ's case, he's doing it for the fans. Why do you hate yourself for saying that? No, because like I'm, because I am a huge like TJ fan, but I don't want. I you know what it was? I didn't want to come across like, okay, he, he's he did the apologies. You know, when he does come back, uh, sure he's doing it for the fans, whatever. But my whole thing is, is he gonna slip again? Is he gonna do it again? And hopefully, you know, have have that mindset like, oh, maybe I won't get caught this time. No, I don't how think can so. I trick the system? Because if he gets caught again, he's out for four years. Yeah, and, that's, and at that point, it's like, how old is he going to be? He's like thirty-eight he's, at that point. Yeah, so I, I hope I, I, I want to believe he's doing it for both. Right? He wants to not disappoint his fans, but also learn from the experience. Like, fuck! Like, I, I don't need to be doing this shit. Like, I'm better than that. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. so. Now, uh, I mean... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you can... What were you going to finish on? No, I was just going to pretty much say what I said before about Connor. You know, with him, it's just an attitude readjustment. And, you know, I, I think uh, if Connor ever did watch that interview with Mike and uh, Ariel, like, he should really ask himself those questions. Like, what is it? That makes me this type of person. Well, did you see the interview? The forty, I think it was a forty-five minute interview he did with Ariel on fucking Sports Center, I believe it was. Did you see that? No, was that the one where he did do like a whole apology yep. thing? Yeah, he was just the incident. Okay, he was just oh, I've looked in, the, I've looked at my behavior, and I need to change, and this and this, and I need to be better, and I need to get back to what I was great at, I need to do this and this, and I'm gonna, I'm back in the gym, and I'm doing all this stuff, and everybody just went okay, bud. Whatever you say. Well, it's funny because isn't there like a new case now of like some sort of, uh, I don't know if it, if it was like uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault or something on some other girl now? Yeah, or? there's a second one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Connor is at a point where he's, he knows that it's, it's too difficult to come back and maintain the I'm the king story arc. So it's better to be the I'm the fallen and I'm coming back arc to say 
I'm I'm gonna the redemption story. That oh we mm-hmm. can all get behind him. Oh he's back, he's back. And Connor can say, like, I'm back to kill all you fools and blah. I'm here to take back the throne, this and this. Like you should have you should have wished I never came back and this. You should have wished I stayed out of this game. I run this game. Blah 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 blah. Like that's a way easier sell that he could come back and pull than the I lost to Habib. Uh, I lost to Floyd Mayweather, and now I'm back fighting in MMA. That's a horrible arc. <laughs> yeah. So coming back and saying, I'm the king. I run this shit. I run this town. I own the UFC. Yeah. When you just lost to Floyd Mayweather, and then you just lost to Khabib, you, you, you can't really say that. So instead, he's coming back and saying, I'm coming back, refocused. I'm coming back. The whiskey is down. You know, the focus is up. I'm ready to take back the throne and to re to reestablish my reign as the most dominant champion in the UFC. You know, he can come back with that kind of bullshit and that will sell. Yeah. You know, and that will 100% sell. Speaking of him coming back and speaking of the UFC, not to, I want to get your opinion on this. I was talking to somebody at work, somebody who's very, who has a very, very, very good voice for, uh, MMA and he kind of said what I was thinking, and and I'm glad he said it. But I want to get your opinion and see what you think. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the market is a little saturated. I feel like, and you've said this to me too, like back when we were in person doing this a podcast and not talking through you know four different systems to record this thing. You were saying about how there's just too many. It's just. There's a fight one week, there's a fight next week, there's a pay-per-view, then there's another fight, then there's another huge fight, then there's another pay-per-view, and then there's another fight. And it's, it's insane the amount of volume that just one organization and the UFC does. We don't even touch Bellator in the fucking rematch between Rory McDonald and Douglas Lima, which is going to be insane. We don't talk about one championship and how, you know, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson has gone through and won the Grand Prix championship belt. We don't talk about... <laughs> ADCC. We don't talk about like Ryzen. We don't talk about K1. We don't talk about. There's so many things. We don't talk about like the EBI stuff. We don't talk about like combat grappling. We don't talk about the Muay Thai fights. We don't talk about fucking glory kickboxing. There's so many things. There's so many things. And and, and we, there's nothing. <laughs> Just <laughs> honest to God. I, the amount of times I look at cards now and I just go, do I give a shit? Like, do I give a shit? Who do I give a right. shit about here? Oh, Chris Weidman's coming back. I kind of give a shit. I want to see what happens to Chris Weidman. Oh, uh, who, who's fighting this card? Oh, Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie. Uh, Cron Gracie. That's going to be great. I want to see Cub try to eke out a win here. Ooh, and and Ioana's facing off against Michelle. That's uh, I want to see if Ioana's coming back and still, still the buzzsaw we all think she is. But like, that's it. Like... Remember the arcs we used to have where we would talk about it for weeks? Just, dude, I can't believe it. Jake Shields is coming up and fighting GSP. I can't believe that's happening. Dude, the Johnny Hendricks fight that's coming up next month. Like, oh. And the buildup was huge. And there was all this anticipation. And then it finally happened. It was just, oh, my God, we're here. Like, remember watching the main events? at wild wings and people are standing people are screaming when crazy shit happens people are throwing food and flipping tables and shit you know and now it's just it's just playing in the background and it's weird because it's so casual espn you think it's espn i don't i don't think it's espn i think it's the fact that 
UFC has gotten to a point or has gotten MMA to a point where it's almost like it's the hot thing to buy in on and it's the current rising stock. You look at stuff like Bellator, DAZN, you look at, you know, 1FC, you look at all these things that are that are kind of happening now. And yeah, you know, you have sports broadcasting companies like ESPN who are going to be covering that or you have the standards like, you know, you have like SB Nation with MMA fighting and or like things like Bloody Elbow. You have Cyrus shows, Cyrus XM radio shows like Luke Thomas and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You have all these podcasts, ours included, although I hope ours is a little bit more just fully martial arts based and not just UFC, MMA, but it always ends up being that because that's the only thing we typically have time to pay attention to somewhat. Ugh. What do you think? Because I know you agree. What do you think is the solution to the oversaturation of the MMA market? Go. Cancel the ESPN deal. Ooh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, well, I, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, ever since... I, I mean, is ESPN to blame? No. I mean, I, I get why they did it, you know, but it's why we're seeing the oversaturation now. It's so you, just wait, 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 because, it, because they already have the money. But you thought it wasn't saturated before the deal? Uh, not really. Not as not as much as it is today. That's for sure. Hmm. All right. So again, okay. they they already got paid. Okay. Okay. So they canceled the deal. Boom. Deals shredded. Not renewed. What happens to the world? So where? Well, so now they're, the they're UFC is now looking for a new uh a new broadcasting deal. So where are they gonna go? They're gonna go to the next big payout. Who's that going to be? DAZN? Who's that going to be? NBC Sports? Fox Sports 1? Where's that going? That's going somewhere. Well, here's the thing, right? Because like with the UFC, their whole goal was to be looked at as a sport, as a professional sport. Yeah, well, there's a cage. Yes, it's cage fighting. But there's an art there. Dana's whole thing was there's an art to it. There's this professionalism to it, but it's still not looked at as a professional sport. So you don't. Th- what can so we wait, do? wait, wait. So when the UFC was on Fox before ESPN, when it was. I mean, this also goes back to the like the Reebok deal, and you know, it, it's it, it, there were pros. There's pros and cons to everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, but again, again, okay, we're in, we're in this universe. Thanos has snapped his fingers. The deal is done. So let's say UFC. So UFC is going to have to find a broadcasting partner. They're going to have to find a deal. They're going to go to probably the biggest possible name that can do it. They probably would go back to Fox, where they were originally. Fox, or if NBC would want to get involved, because NBC is involved, I think with. Uh, oh, what's that fucking? Oh God, it's not PFL. What was it? What was it? Um. Well, while you're thinking, I'm going to interrupt you with a question. Um, now, when, you, when you're when you describing oversaturation, are you specifying just the UFC or you're talking about all these other corporations in general? I mean everything. Oh, World Series of Fighting. That's what it was. World Series of Fighting. WSOF. So NBC okay. has WSOF. So okay. maybe they would want to buy UFC to get more eyeballs to their MMA department, I guess. They, maybe, buy. They would want to have that deal. With the UFC for that, 
But when I say oversaturation, I don't just mean UFC events. I just mean MMA in general, martial arts okay. in general. Okay. You know, I see, I see. Like I would love to um, follow along with you know what uh, Nikki Ryan has been doing, or what you know how Dylan Danis dropped out, or you know Bushesha's, uh fight that he uh, fight his match he just had. But I don't have time for that because I'm too busy being like, oh wow, Chris Weidman's having his first fight up a weight class. Let's see what happens. Oh no, like I just had the Joanna and, and Michelle fight. Oh, I got to see that. Oh, like. Oh, fuck. Greg Hardy's fighting against uh, uh, Volkov or fucking uh, uh, what's the other fight? Or, you know, I think it's uh, Cater facing Magomed Sharapov. Oh, I, I want to see how Cater's boxing can hold up to that, you know, or vice versa. It's just, oh, man, I wish I checked out, you know, uh, what was his name? And uh, see, I here's the other thing. I just I, I maybe just because I'm an adult and this is just a hobby and it's not a job. And it's not something I, I have a I'm not getting paid to do, so I don't have the ability to keep my attention to it. But there's yeah. so many things I want to follow. And it's just, oh, fuck. I forget. Yeah. There was an awesome rematch in uh, K1. Um, not K1. Um, I think in Glory. I think it's Glory who's who has this amazing rematch coming on with uh, Van Hooven, I think. Oh, fuck. See, and I forgot. I saw it, and I went, holy shit, the rematch. And then, boom, <laughs> it was just out of my mind. And I forgot yeah. about it, and I didn't fucking watch it and it's just uh, well let me ask you this yeah um yeah because because now that i i have a better understanding of the question so like let's compare it to this right it's it's uh you're watching football yes who do you watch i if i do watch i watch the jets i'm just saying in general okay so let's say the jets are playing but let's say there was a another team or two other teams playing during the jets game that you also enjoyed and want to watch. Oh, I would. I I, I can't think of anybody, but if I did, I would just. But ju- I'm just saying in general, like. Well, here's let's say thing. you did. I would just switch and watch, and for the most part, hopefully, football is very unique because everybody fights over the games, like you know, raw meat and dogs do. But most apps, streaming apps, allow like multi-channel watching, so you could see like multiple games all at once and I can just switch in between on commercial breaks. Does MMA have that feature? Like if you were to watch... Well, no, because if I wanted to watch World Series of Fighting, I have to launch the NBC Sports app and then if I want to watch a UFC fight night, I have to switch over Oh, I, I see what you're getting at. And then if all, I want... All different broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Now, if it was... Okay. If it was like, you know, uh, um, hockey, right? And let's say all the games are broadcast through a... Uh, a broadcasting deal with NBC Sports or with ESPN Plus, and I could just flip through three games all at once in one app, I would do that. But that's not how it works. You know? Okay. So it's a little bit harder. I mean, unless some of these companies got together and somehow made the same deal with either UFC or some other company... Uh, you know, to allow access to multi-streaming or whatever. I mean, yeah, man, I don't know. And, and I mean, mixed martial arts is international. You know, it's one of, there's a lot of sports that are international, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to MMA um, because it is worldwide. It is, you know, whereas other countries, including our own, had to adapt and learn how to uh, 
how how a, a certain sport worked, right? Like China had to learn how to play basketball somehow. The same with like how we had to learn. I don't fucking know. Uh, let's. Uh, soccer. I'm just gonna throw something out there. Yeah, there you go. Soccer. Like we had to learn soccer. They had to learn. You know, just yeah. Just you're right. Not that I'm answering your question, but yeah, man, it's just oversaturated. But I mean, if if a lot of these organizations somehow got the same deal, uh. Or maybe like if there was a uh, like a mother company started, where they're the sister companies or whatever, like UFC, uh, One, Ryzen, like they perhaps they can all have a contract with one broadcaster, while you know like Bellator and a few others, you know, join together and now they're being broadcasted on another platform. Well. So right, it'll right. allow for multi-streaming, but then you still run into the issue with, but I want to watch Bellator and this UFC fight, but they're both still on different uh, broadcasting channels. So, yeah, man, I, it's just... And that's the problem, too, what I, where I was getting at with this being international, because, like, here in America, like, we have the NFL. that That's American. You know what I mean? Like, so how where do we watch the NFL? You in in another country, you, well, you'd have to watch an American channel, or somehow stream it. Or yeah, or if like if BT Sports has a broadcasting deal, you would watch it through a local channel that has a broadcast. Right. Deal. My whole thing is MMA is international, so there's corporations all over the place. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Like kind of like how one championship is dominating Asia. Exactly. Right, right. It's not like it's it's not like the U.S. has the dominant like the. Yeah, we have UFC, sure, but like, it's not dominating against other countries. Like other countries still have their organizations as well. Right. Kind of like how the UFC hasn't really gone to Europe, and Europe is primarily dominated by like kickboxing and and, yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I know I kind of, like, slowly got it up to this point, but that, that was pretty much my point. Like, you know, it that's the problem we're currently in. It's it's just MMA is so international that it's not just secluded to one area of the world to where we can say, okay, we can just broadcast it from this platform and do, like, a multi-thing. Because, um, yeah, that's that's just it. You know, do I watch the fight going on in Japan right now, or am I going to watch it going down in Las Vegas? Yeah, true. I mean, that's the problem I have with boxing. It's like I have to launch something on my iPad or my computer and watch boxing or UFC and then put the other fight that's on. Uh, Like, I would be watching a Lomachenko fight on my computer, and then I'd be watching a UFC fight on my TV. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to... I remember at the time, I was on my Twitter trying to, like, do like my live analysis stuff and I'm trying to break down both fights and it's so hard to go back and forth. And it's just, I'm looking at Lomachenko dancing. All right. Fourth round, 45 seconds left. You know, he's pumping jabs and he's, he's moving to the outside a lot. Look down. All right. This person, uh, Luke Rockle, Oh, not Luke Rockle. Like just, I don't know. This guy's, 
you know, trying to kick and get gain distance, trying to move him to the right side. He's probably going to shoot in. There you go. Shoot in. He's going to try to take him down. Let me look back up. Oh, fuck. That fight was over. Like, that round is over. I didn't realize that round ended so quick. Let me see the highlights of what happened in the round that I missed. Look back down. Oh, shit. Okay, the next round's already... So- like, it's... That's my own fault. I'm trying to follow and, and like, like break down fights as I'm watching them. So, that's my own fault. But the other side of it is just, there's so much combat. There's so many combat options now, combat sport options, and it's just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, there's too many. There's also too many fighters involved in this. You know, there's too many. You can't have everybody under one banner because there's no way you would have enough events, or the roster is just too big. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, and I know I've mentioned this before. I mean, the 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 thing is, MMA in general has just like blown up just within the last. I don't know. I would say. 15 years you know i mean sure the ufc was famous for it but in the beginning and i feel like even in the early ish 2000s it was like okay it's people are are noticing what this is but i feel like only within the last 15 years or so like people were really catching on and yeah i would say it's even less than that man i would say it's like in the past eight years eight to ten five to ten years it's really blown up true five to ten years true. it's really just gone holy shit up you know what i mean yeah that's what i think i mean yeah what do i know um oversaturation yeah oversaturation yeah anyways Oh, so real quick, uh, not to interrupt you, but you had sent me a couple weeks ago, and I, I was trying to understand what I was reading. Um, you had sent me a Reddit link, and I click on it, and it's a picture of this letter. And I guess it had something to do with an Aikido association in New York. Um, from what I was to gather, it was some sort of discrimination against their fellow uh, female instructors, I believe, not students. I think they were instructors. Um, And that was, like, all I could really understand. I don't know if it had anything to do with uh, promotion-wise, or I'm not sure if it had something to do with pay. Pull it up. Um, Pull it up. Yeah. Pull it up, bro. I sent it to you, bro. Let's see. Oh, I love uh, I love our our segues into new segments. We're so sp- we're so smooth, <laughs> so so prepared, so prepared, so so professional, man. Fuck. Okay. So smooth. Okay, here we go. All right, read it out loud for the people, so the people can hear. So, we have inform the people, inform the people of what you're saying. Okay. All right, so the post says Akito Shihan posted this open letter announcing the removal of two women from teaching roles in retaliation for their participation in a petition for more gender equity within his organization. Um, so I took it they were removed from the organization because of the petition being well, started? Well, what's the petition about? Launch that link. Because uh, that link will launch you to the post, which will then have a link to the actual article. You can just click on the picture once it launches the website. 
Right. Gotta get you online more, my friend. Because... Okay. Alright, so... This is the letter. Dear NYA students, NYA is New York... Uh, I- Aikikai? Um, Aikikai. What? Yeah. It says... While away in Japan to deliver Dan applications, or Don rather, applications and take a much needed rest, I received a letter along with a petition against the United States Aikido Federation that was posted on the internet. I am not a computer guy, but even I know that the public nature in which it was posted was an extreme gesture. I saw that one of my direct students was a part of this coalition. I later learned that another one of my senior students was emailing the petition for signatures to many people, including beginners from my dojo. This was a big blow to me and the official end to my vacation. Mwah. (laughs) These actions have disturbed the harmony of the dojo and caused me to look at my students and wonder who else is about to do something to us. Uh... These two of my most senior students have been relieved of their teaching responsibilities. Uh, Then it says, I've always made time to speak to any student who has wanted to speak with me. I am hurt and disappointed by the actions of these senior students because they did not come to me to talk about their concerns. My door is always open to my students. And then it just says, why, why? Um, Which I assume are the initials of the instructor. Um, but, but that's the thing is I was trying to look into what this whole petition was about. That was just a letter in regards to, there was a petition going around and the two people were relieved. Uh, but this is, this is why I'm bringing it up because it seems like even going through the Reddit, uh, comments, I'm not even really getting a straight answer. All I know from this story is two female students went behind their instructor's back without, I guess, confronting him on whatever the matter was and just started collecting signatures. And because of this, rather than talk out the issue, his thing was to just relieve them from their roles within the Federation or Maybe, or rather, maybe just their teaching responsibilities, but they're still within the Federation. I, I don't know. So, do do you have do you do you know what this story is exactly about? Do you have better details than I do? Because I was very confused by. Send it to me. Send it to me right now. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll send it. Don't take it personal, but I deleted our our chat history because I need to clear up space. I was like, oh, well, I talk to him every two weeks anyways. So I'm sure our text won't be the most important. Yeah. Okay, so. That is not a reflection of you, sir. Good, sir. Good, sir. Whoops. Jamon. Jamon, share the link. Okay, you just can, sent it you, to you. You can share the um, link. And while you're while it's being sent, um, gotcha. Yeah. So I again, I don't know what happened, but I'm from what I was taking. 
it has something to do with just them being female. I mean, I have no details to uh, go off of, really. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to read the comments. It says the first one. Can somebody post some more uh, background on this? And there's a link to the actual thing that's going on. Yeah, I actually... That's what I mean, though. I clicked on even that link, and... Let's see. People just talking crap about martial arts organizations... Support women in the United States Aikido Federation. Uh, this petition was never generated nor sanctioned by the USAF. To avoid any confusion, we, the originators of the petition, are changing our name from the USAF Women's Coalition to the Independent Coalition of USAF, USAF Women. Um, uh, basically, it's asking for full support for women in the USAF organization. They want to be... Uh, uh, limitation of women's involvement in the power structure of the USAF organization and limitation of women's visibility as instructors. They are saying that this impacts the fact that the impacts, the following women do not develop to their full potential. Talented, talented women are lost to other more inclusive organizations. And even from Aikido itself, we lose the valuable and unique input of women, which benefits every organization. They just seek recognition that gender equity, Equity is a valid issue that needs exploration in the USAF through a gender e equity task force, representation of USAF structures as well as USAF activities and seminars, at least proportional to member. Po ah, okay, I get it. Removal of barriers to the advancement of women. So basically what they're saying is they want to just have the ability to be ranked as high as the male instructors will get because apparently that's not happening. Oh, okay. They're saying they're, they're basically saying that there's... Um, there's no women on the technical committee for the United States Aikido Federation, so it's just all men. And they want, yeah, they're saying that they want to remove barriers uh, to the advancement of women at all levels of the Aikido practice, and they want to have uh, more women representation inside the Aikido Federation structures as well as the Aikido Federation activities and seminars. Okay, so it has really more to do with their role in certain committees rather than ranking like actual like don ranking yeah is that what i'm to understand yeah, it's more of we want to be able to oh. teach seminars as male instructors do we want to be able to uh be credentialed the same as the men are in in similar ranks to okay. be able to have the same options and opportunities within the United States Aikido Federation and all this other stuff. Now, I know Aikido has its so, own optics of being, uh, uh, you know, bullshito in a way, but mm -hmm. did I say anything when I sent it to you? Or I just sent it to you and I was just like, here's a thing. You just sent it to me and you're like, hey, let me get your opinion or something like that. Oh, there you go. Like, opinion time. Next episode. What's Mikey's opinion? <laughs> well, okay, so it has stuff to do with, okay, so why the fuck did they just not confront whoever is in charge of the organization <laughs> uh, i think i well, think that's what the like why for. just i mean i don't know just judging by the 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 original letter that i read from whoever it is the the le the leader of this organization uh it just seems like out of the blue like rather than just talk to the guy to to ask you know what's going on with this let's fix this they just start a petition okay so they shouldn't have done that 
I'm not no, I'm not saying the petition is wrong, but to not confront I feel like it could have just went down an easier path if they had just confronted this person first, you know, had a verbal conversation. Okay, so he- And then it's like, "Oh, nothing's going to change. Okay, now let's do the petition." Right, right. So you could see it's not just the two or three or yeah, the two women against the entire organization. And now if we're getting signatures involved, now you have to do something. I feel like that's a plan B. Right. You know. Plan A is they should have just talked to the this person first. Right. Um I mean it, it, Ah. I mean for this has co- more, more so apparently this has more of a timeline. The students that were that were retaliated against for doing this claimed that this issue has been discussed for years with no traction, which is why they started the petition. They also said they okay. contacted the leadership the day it went out, and it's a little it is a little bit of he said, she said. Um But yeah, so yeah, and everybody's saying everybody's saying basically that it's how very Japanese of the Aikido Federation to be so Japanese about this and <laughs> just handle it mm. like that. But long story short, I wanted to get your opinion, not so much on just like, oh, like is this, you know, right and justice uh, for for the women? No, of course it is. The women should have the same rights as men to do whatever the fuck they want. But I was gonna, oh yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask yeah. your opinion more of the Shihan saying that he's removing these two high-ranking practitioners from his school in retaliation for their their participation in it. So if you have the optics of they had discussions for months now trying to make something happen and they were just ignored so they made a petition and then they just got kicked out for it, that looks bad. Those are see, bad optics. Yeah, see, I here here's the thing. I this is the type of person I am when it comes to looking at scenarios like this. Was it discussions or was it arguments? How did they talk to the Shihan? How did he talk to them like i don't know these little micro details because those do matter to me because that changes the the outlook of this entire situation right not disagreeing i they they should have every right just like any man to be you know on these committees i'm totally on board with that but i just don't it's like you said it's it's a lot of he said she said you know but again how was it brought up to the Shihan when they first brought to his attention compared to the last discussion or argument whatever it was you know did things get bad i mean it so i don't know if it was right or wrong necessarily to let them go to me if i had to let them go just because they started a petition then that's that's wrong and that's not a great image on you or your federation but if they if he let them go because of their uh because of the way they did it you know uh just you know i guess based off their off of their negative feelings and whether or not like i said there was arguing involved and whatever then i can see okay i cannot uh, you guys can't act like this whatever and now you're doing this petition on top of it you're you're just done but yeah i really don't know what to say other than yeah get some females on the committee (laughs) yeah right just just get it done just do it it's it's 2019 like what are we doing (laughs) 
Yeah, true. It is 2019. Let's just not. This is a little ridiculous to keep having this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. See, see I, I mean, I thought when I first read this, it was about like Don ranking, like belt rankings. That even and, that'd be even more absurd. It's like the women have a petition to achieve the same level of Don's if if it's not being granted for them just because they're women, and then the guy just says, "Oh, get out of my school." <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was confused at first. Like, that's that's but, fucking harsh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, bud. But that's that's my two cents. Uh, so I like I like the sense. The sense are good. It is late, so let's say we wrap this shit up. Yes. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say. No, that's it. I th- I think we've uh, covered everything. There's so much. I, there's you see. This is what the saturation part is. I still wanted to talk about Chris Weidman losing his statement. I wanted to talk about Demetrius Johnson winning the, the Grand Prix belt. I wanted to talk about um, the Douglas Lima, Roy McDonald rematch. But it's just like, there's so much. Let's do a part two. Oh, my God. Let's do a part there's two so episode. fucking shit. Okay. All right. I know, man. All right. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk about something. <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking discuss it. I need to see John Wick 3 so we can talk about John Wick 3. I was just going to say, we're going to have a movie review next episode, so you better find a fucking way to watch that movie. Go out and buy it. I just bought it and watched it yesterday, which is why I wanted to talk about it today, but we'll have to do it next time. You're jazzed up about it? Yes. Okay. Yes, you need to see this movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you saw John Wick 1 and 2, right? I own all three of them, so yes. Okay. And I've seen them multiple times. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah. sounds good. I will see it, and then I'll talk to you in two weeks about it. All right, man. All right, keep working out, my man. Keep being healthy. All right. All right, peace. Peace.